1: Welcome in. Thanks for hanging out with me here. Brian Mazurowski here with you for the next hour or so. I want to, by the way, start off giving a thank you to everybody who reached out over the past uh, couple of days. Asked about my back. I would say that, you know, between obviously Monday morning when I couldn't be here and Tuesday, there was a big improvement. And then from Tuesday to Wednesday, yeah, not so much. But then, from yesterday to today, well, we're getting a little bit better. I gotta go. I gotta go run. I'm, I'm getting a massage after I leave here today. I was able to squeeze in there to hopefully uh, get some of that. But all of your uh, tips were much appreciated over the last couple of days, and uh, thank you for keeping that up. Uh, I really do appreciate that. Uh, there's uh, man. There's a lot going on here. Obviously. Uh, You know, a little bit of what we talked about yesterday, and we'll continue that conversation. There's a new superintendent in Buffalo. I do want to mention this, though. I thought this was interesting. Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul released a statement on the Major League Baseball season. Why? I mean, who knows? But it was interesting to uh, look at a little bit of that statement. It goes in all sorts of different directions. Um, Included in the statement from the governor on Major League Baseball, is there's nothing more powerful than when Americans are united around a common purpose. I'm heartened by how united our country has become in support of democracy and the people of Ukraine. I know that baseball is also a uniting force in our country. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know if that's a direct comparison, but you know, it goes there. It starts off though with the statement: in this major league baseball and its related economic impacts are critical to the state of New York and to our pandemic recovery. I mean, how about that? Uh, New York is not only home to the league, but also to thousands of New Yorkers, including many in the Bronx and Queens, whose livelihoods depend on games happening at our stadiums as scheduled. Now, that sounds like somebody who is not deterred by all the people who say there's no economic impact to a sports stadium in a given place, right? As we're sitting here awaiting, you know, maybe any day or week now to hear about a potential deal on a new Bills stadium. I mean, that doesn't sound like somebody, right? Major League Baseball and its related economic impacts, critical to the state of New York and to our pandemic recovery. That doesn't sound like somebody who is against spending public dollars to keep Professional sports in New York. And it sounds like they recognize that there is an impact economically to having that happen. So, just something that, you know, made me think about the stadium situation here in Buffalo that was uh, released by the governor either uh, yesterday or today. And I saw this making the rounds out of Canada, in political cartoons, uh, depicting the truckers who were protesting in Ottawa for so many weeks. Next to people in Ukraine and, you know, a trucker looking out saying, let me tell you how rough we have it in Canada. And this making the rounds. And I've seen the sentiment a lot on social media over the past few days. Um, Somebody even tweeting about protests going on here in western New York. About how silly it seems with everything going on in the world. I just want people to be careful before they go out and run out to criticize like that. Because what you're saying is basically that you can't protest anything if there's something worse going on anywhere in the world. And that's not how it works. It never has been. So just you know, keep that in mind. If you're criticizing people protesting, whatever their cause is right now, it doesn't matter what their cause is, if they're protesting for a higher wage... If they're protesting against government restrictions, if they're protesting for social justice, you have a right to protest. It's not a right to protest as long as nobody in the world is dying. That's not how it works. But just keep that in mind. If you're using a war in Europe to criticize people protesting here in the U.S., I think you're looking at it. Just the wrong way. Those uh, cartoons and comments uh, making the rounds all over the Internet today. But, no, our, our top story is a change. We mentioned this yesterday in the Buffalo Public School District. Uh, Jimmy mentioned, you know, in honor of Kreiner Cash, I am wearing, you know, I didn't go the full um, suit coat and everything because so I do have to get out of here after. But I am wearing a button-down shirt, and I am wearing pants with a drawstring. So that's my Kreiner Cash Outfit of the Day. They're not sweatpants. They look like, you know, khakis or something. But it got a drawstring on it. It's my Kreiner Cash Outfit of the Day in honor of uh, the outgoing superintendent who was, I mean, it depends on who you listen to, terminated, resigned before he could get fired yesterday. There was an agreement is what we heard from the two school board members who joined us earlier this morning that Cash would leave the district after, you know, I I mean, what more needs to be said about the tenure? He's been on since 2015, uh, but really over the last couple of years, it's been nothing but one controversy after the other. Buffalo students held out of school longer than any other district in the state since COVID. Of course, there's the response to the violence outside of McKinley High School which included a vacation a week and a half later that he took as they're trying to come up with a plan to get students back in school. The vote of no confidence from teachers, just kind of the cherry on top of a lot of that. And, and, you know, key to a a lot of the criticism about Kreiner Cash was where exactly Kreiner Cash was. Where was his... uh, Anchor tied to, so to speak. And that was a big part of this entire thing. And we've talked about this on a show in the past. You know, Cry Cash, where is he? Criticism for not being here during the pandemic. From uh, being out in Martha's Vineyard the entire time. From the moment he got here, and I do remember this back in 2015... So I was out there covering the event as it happened. Kreiner Cash spoke like, well, he wasn't here for a long time. He said, you know, three, four years, I'm in here to, uh, to right the ship and turn it around, and, and then, you know, I'll, I'll go on to my next challenge. Whenever he's talking about Buffalo, it's your district. It's not his, even though he's the head of it. Your city, your district, even in leaving. So he never really made himself a part of the Buffalo community. To the point where, I, I mean, the most amazing part of it, as we kind of went through, last August, at the beginning of what was going to be the school year, when he was under criticism from reports that he was not spending time in Buffalo, that he was out in Martha's Vineyard. The very next school board meeting he showed up to, he was wearing a mask from Mineral Bluff, Martha's Vineyard. I mean, so not just being criticized for, but almost waving it in people's faces. If you needed a reminder that I'm not from Buffalo here, I'm going to wear it on my face literally. This is where I'd rather be. Not here. So it seemed like that became more and more of an issue over time. To the point where... Last night, when Dr. Tanja Williams was named interim superintendent, her being from Buffalo was a big part of it.
2: I'm looking forward to leading this team of experienced administrators. I am a native Buffalonian. I was born in Buffalo. I was raised on the east side. My parents met at East High School. I graduated from Riverside. I attended West Hurdle. I attended school number 90, so I am through and through a Buffalonian.
1: Through and through a Buffalonian goes through her long list of uh, her upbringing through Buffalo and the Buffalo School District. Uh, School board president Lou Petrucci said as much that that played a role after.
0: There is something to be said for someone that that is a product of the district and who's worked for the district, but also who's a Buffalo resident. Because I know that long when I'm after this board, when I leave it, people, when I'm walking my dog, people will be asking me what I did on the Buffalo Board of Education.
1: It's Lou Petrucci. And, you know, that was an interesting way of putting it. We touched on this yesterday. And I think it's more open for discussion now. In Buffalo, in the schools, how important is it for the person to have ties to Buffalo? Eight zero three zero nine thirty. If you want to join us on our phone lines on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, eight zero three zero nine three zero, the number to call or text for a few reasons. this is what we touched on yesterday. Lou Petrucci brought up something else. You know, it's, hey, I'm going to be in Buffalo after my job in the school district ends. So I'm going to have to live in this community and talk to these people who are going to know the job that I did working with their kids. And, you know, that's an interesting way to look at it. You know, that's something that will motivate you to do a good job because I'm going to be here after. You know, as we heard from Kreiner Cash over and over again, you yeah, know, hey, maybe I'll be here for a few years and then peace out. I might not even be here when I'm working. So he doesn't have to face that criticism. He doesn't go in front of the reporters. He doesn't go in front of uh, you or me or a- any of our-, our neighbors to hear that for years to come. So that was interesting from Lou Petrucci. There's also the the idea of understanding that comes from being a longtime Buffalonian, from being born here or from having those close ties to Buffalo and Western New York. And I think there's something to that, too. And then there's just, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, you're from here, but should just be invested in the community. We spoke with uh, Wendy Mistretta before. She said, well, I'm not born here, but I've lived here for long enough. Uh, my kids go to the school here. You know, I'm invested in the area. I was saying yesterday that, that could be a Someone as simple as, hey, I own a lot of property in the area. You you know, you're invested with your money, if not yourself, that you want the area to succeed. What do you think it takes? Do you need to be from Buffalo to lead the school district? Do you think it gives you an advantage? Somebody's texting in, 803-0930. We went through this when we hired Cash. He was an outsider, a fresh perspective. And it's always kind of changing like that, right? You you go through that in sports, I feel. You know, you change, like, coaches. Oh, we have a defensive coach, and, you know, that didn't work out, so now we want an offensive guy. And then if that doesn't work out, you're going to turn around, well, you know, I prefer someone who's focused on the defensive side of the ball. And you kind of go through that. I mean, the hope is you're going to find someone that you don't have to replace. In, you know, years time that, you know, can stay in that for the long haul. But you are always kind of looking for the opposite of what you just had. And there is a little bit of that in this. But I, you know, to bring this beyond schools, I feel this way for a lot of things in Western. And I think Western New York might be unique to this. Where I do think that there's... An importance in having somebody who knows the area very well, who is invested in and tied to the area to lead the school district. But I think that's probably important for a lot of positions around Western New York to know the area. I mean, there's an inherent, like, knowing things that you only get from living here, if you kind of understand what I mean, that you can tell. When somebody's from the outside, when they don't understand, you know, the little nuances of Western New York. I I don't want to pick on anybody because there's a lot of, you know, great television reporters who started as outsiders, have made their home here. And have been serving Western New York well for a lot of years. But I can tell when you see somebody new on TV, I, I can tell Instantly. If they're from here or not, based on how they're talking about, you know, a place or an event. It has little, usually they'll give you the, uh, you know, how to pronounce, whether it's a Chiktawaga or a Punchki or something like that. So you don't see those mistakes, but you just know by the way people go about it, their attitudes towards certain subjects. Of whether someone really is from Western New York. And I think it is valuable to be here and to kind of know the ins and outs of the community. You know, to know if you weren't from Western New York, you know, not to stay on the uh, TV reporter side of things, but you don't know exactly why... If you weren't here through Bass Pro or, you know, however many years of the new Peace Bridge, which might still be ongoing, I mean, if you weren't here through that, you might not know why, okay, somebody announces, hey, uh, you know, this is coming to Buffalo. We're going to build this big thing. You might not realize why everyone kind of looks at that and says, really, is it? You know, I'll wait and see. Call me when it's up. Stop showing me renderings. Whereas somebody not from the area is like, oh, wow, look at this This is going to be here. Oh, and in two years, really? (laughs) Whereas everyone from the area just kind of knows, "Eh, no, Eh, this is a buff. I know how things work. Well, uh, call me when it actually happens. And that's kind of the attitude you end up having. And that's an attitude from being in Buffalo for forever. Uh, It's knowing the neighborhoods. It's uh, knowing uh, just, I don't know, it's like something you pick up. it's, It's never purposefully learned. It's just ingrained in you. And I wonder if you don't have that, how many jobs, how many positions in Western New York can you actually have? Can you talk to Western New Yorkers like a Western New Yorker? Can can you feel what they mean if you aren't from here? Can you lead them? Can you lead a, a school district in Western New York if you're not from here? Are there other positions, other jobs, other things uh, that you can think of that might follow that very same concept that you really need to be here. You really need to know the community. You need to know how things operate in order to be successful. And is the school district one of them? Should that be a qualification on who the next leader is in Buffalo schools? Do they have to be from Buffalo or Western New York or, you know, at least show that they have an interest in, you know, setting some roots here? Now, Kreiner Cash's employment contract required him to live in the city, but, I mean, I don't know. His driver's license always said Massachusetts. I I don't know how rock solid that uh, contract was or that residency requirement was to be able to, uh, you know, have him be in Martha's Vineyard for a, a large chunk of it. Does it need to be something stronger? Do you need somebody with roots in the city? I don't think it's just recency bias that leads me into thinking, yes, that to do the job successfully, you need to be either from here or you need to have a a bigger reason to succeed. What a Rob Rob in Lockport Rob, you're on W B E M. What do you think? I, I mean, should that be a requirement of the job? Uh,
3: in a in a, a, you know perfect world, yes. And I'm I'm from Lockport, so uh, Buffalo School District is not uh, an issue. But I remember I don't know how many years ago there was two candidates up that they were choosing for superintendent of the schools and. In my opinion, I says well, you're. I I wouldn't pick either one of them, but I'll give you a football analogy. Detroit Lions. You have to give a lot of money. Let's say Detroit Lions. Now they need another quarterback. You're going to have to pay a lot of money to get a decent quarterback. And who wants to come to Detroit if they can go? with a contender. I mean, not to put Buffalo down, I realize it's nice they would know Buffalo, but there's decent people out there that will get to love this area, you know? They may not know everything right off the bat, but, you know, you only have a few, to, you know, that want to come to Buffalo because of, uh, you know, stereotypes or whatever. Yeah,
1: Rob, I, I get it. Thanks for the call, and I get your analogy. Let me flip it on you, though. Let me flip it on all you listeners. You know, you said, oh, if you're struggling for so long, you have a certain image, you're going to have to pony up a lot. It's going to cost you way more to get somebody decent in here. The other option to your football analogy is you home grow the talent. It doesn't cost you a lot if, you know, like Buffalo, you pick a guy in the draft and, and then you grow him up into that leader, so, you can look outside, you can spend a bunch of money, or is looking inward the action? Do, do you have a leader here that you molded into what you want? And uh, should that be the goal? 803 0930 to join me here on WBEN. Hey, welcome back. Brian Mazarowski here with you uh, until 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, we're taking a look at some of the uh, big stories, including the switch at the top of the Buffalo public school district you know we're gonna have to start a new segment on this show just uh called like explained or something we have somebody explain something to you yesterday we had the vice president explaining the war in ukraine right remember that we have uh ukraine is a country and russia is a country <laughs> when i'm from there and uh now we have explained the interim uh, superintendent of buffalo schools uh the question was asked of Tanja williams and she explained
2: can you break down what interim means they're referring to you as interim superintendent te- so what does that mean interim means it's a temporary assignment until they hire a permanent superintendent
1: all right so there you go we're not interim what does interim mean well temporary until there's a permanent one so there you go i we might have to do explained every day here I'm beam has i Beamer. Just uh, give me give me whatever you think the simplest question is. I'll explain it to you in terms uh, that a second grader can understand. But now, we're talking about this uh, in the way of how important is it that this job is filled by somebody from Western New York? Here again, School Board President Lou Petrucci. There is something to be said for someone that, that is a product of the district and who's
0: worked for the district, but also who's a Buffalo resident. Because I know that long when I'm after this board, when I leave it, people, when I'm walking my dog, people will be asking me what I did on the Buffalo Board of Education.
1: I think that's an interesting way to look at it. Eight oh three oh nine thirty. if you want to join us. Are there things here that you would only trust somebody born and raised in western New York to do? Are there things here that should only be done, jobs that should be had, or something to that line by people who are in western New York, who live and breathe western New York, who want to be here? I think it was interesting that he pointed that out yesterday, the school board president, in the sense of, you know, listen, after the outgoing superintendent Started off his tenure saying, I'll only be here a few years. Did not really live in Buffalo. Did not really embed himself in the community. Kind of treated himself as an outsider. You know, so many times we talk about, oh, you can't treat this person as an outsider. You got to welcome them in. He treated himself as an outsider. Seemed like he didn't want to be seen as somebody from Buffalo. And, And to Lou's point there... You know, whether or not he does a good job, that's going to impact him the rest of his life. What he does when he holds a prominent position in Buffalo, he's going to hear about from his neighbors in Buffalo long after he leaves the job. He's not leaving the job to go somewhere else. He's staying here. So it matters in the long run for him. It matters personally. And is that something you need in a superintendent? Or is that something you need in other jobs? I think that's pretty, uh, a pretty good quality to have in other positions, too. 803-0930, if you want to join us. It's basically the question, are you in it for the long haul? Or is your attitude, which you, know, you kind of got a little bit from the outgoing superintendent, is the attitude that of like an angel? You're gracing people with your talents. I'm swooping in. Uh, from the outside, and I'll uh, save you, and then I'll be on to the next place? Or are, you you know, maybe to take it a step further, are you just using your position as a stepping stone? And does that impact the work at all that you do? I mean, you you could be hired for anything, and that might have an impact, right? Are you, you no? you know, there's also a difference there, stepping stone within The company or industry that you're working for just stepping stone in general. Because I also think there's a difference, right? If you're hiring somebody, I think you're always asked this on job interviews, right? You know, why do you want to work for us? And I think what people are looking for in an answer to that is, you know, some sort of answer that would lead you to believe that you really want to be there for the foreseeable future. You know, even if you're entering on like an entry-level position, that you really want to grow in that, you know, you really want to be a part of that team. And you don't get the sense of, or you don't want is the sense of just, well, you know, I'm looking to grow my career This would be a great resume pattern. It's typically not what you want with somebody. You want somebody who's invested in everybody else's success. If you're only invested in your own success, I mean, you know, maybe that drives you to do a good job. But I don't think it helps you as much as if you say, well, listen, I want to do good because I want – you know, you and you and you next to me to do good. I want to do good because we're doing good work in my hometown, in the community. I mean, I want to do good because it matters for more than just me. It matters for, I mean, you know, so much more. It matters for my kids. It matters for you and your family. It matters for the future of, you know, where I'm working right now. Somebody uh, texting in eight oh three oh nine thirty on our text board that, you know, Buffalo as the small person complex, and I always do think that's true to an extent. Uh, they're using that in the terms of we think people from outside the area have better ideas. We have a lot of good people here. And I think that should be, you know, count, I, I think that was part of the allure of Kreiner Cash when he took over, right, that, oh, well, you know, he's worked in a bigger school district. You know, he's helped out some other communities. You know, he can come in here. I mean, certainly if he can do this in areas near Maryland, he can come here and do just the same thing. That's not always the case. And I I don't think it's going to be the case in that position, right, if – You're not invested in the long run. You know, somebody else saying uh, that, you know, hey, Kreiner Cash, who thinks he's a wizard, is more like the Wizard of Oz hiding behind the curtain. And I did think that was interesting yesterday. I mean, wasn't there. Hasn't appeared in Buffalo in over a week. A lot going on in the district. And it's just, you know, see ya, out the door. Ted to the phones, eight zero three zero nine thirty. if you want to join me. How important is it that the next superintendent is from Buffalo, does have some sort of Western New York roots? Is it important at all to you? Does it matter for other jobs, other positions? Having a connection to the community, having a connection to where you work and what you do? Because I think it does. Julia, you're on W B E N. Julia, what do you think about that? Does, does it matter?
2: I think it's important to have a connection to the community. One, because, especially for teachers, and so that they know the history, they know what, because Buffalo has always been, for the past, oh, well, I wouldn't say always, we've always been the third, poorest city in the, in the United States. And that has certain ramifications to how you treat the children, what types of things go on with the children and their families. And if you're not from the Buffalo, but I think you need to make a concerted effort if you're not from the Buffalo area to learn about those things. And I had one comment about Cash. Cash really did not care about Buffalo. He was higher paid than Poe I think he only cared about the money and finding a job that he could keep until he retired. And he's close to retirement right now. I don't know what the settlement is. He'll probably never say what it was, but I'm so happy that he resigned. But I think people like teachers, police officers, firemen, uh, the mayor, of course, need to come or at least make an effort. I think they need to do some type of tests with them. They need to, like the civil service exam they should have for teachers so that they will know what it's like to be a student in the Buffalo area. So I don't care if you come from cheek I don't think that's a big issue. But I think you need to have some type of evaluation to say, okay, maybe an essay exam that says uh, with case studies. What would you do in this case? What would you do in this case? for the student who was on the east side and had a family that was X, Y, and Z. Because I had case studies when I applied for uh, social worker positions, and I think they should do the same thing with teachers. So I'm going to go. I've got a house to look at. So uh, that's just my comment. You have a great day.
1: Hey, uh, thanks for the call. You you bring up a lot of points there. Uh, You had me thinking about there's so many jobs that you take, especially in the city, right? Um, You have a residency requirement attached to it. And, you know, the residency requirement is – it's one thing. i It would almost be better, and it's impossible to do. You can't stop somebody from taking a job somewhere else if a better opportunity comes. Well, you know, wouldn't it be a better idea to have a – instead of a residency requirement while you're working there, which should seem obvious, you kind of have to be there, a residency requirement after? It's like, okay, you work here, and um, so – you're going to lead the school district, and as part of your contract, you can leave here, but 10 years after you leave here, you have to live here for 10 years. And then you can see what kind of job you did. Because the how well the schools do directly impacts how well the city's going to do and the quality of people we have working here. And living and being a part of your community and being your neighbors. And that would be interesting. Impossible, but interesting. And, you know, somebody texting in on behalf of uh, Kreiner Cash, maybe. Is this Mr. Cash's number? Um, But just saying, you know, just wondering to bother if he uh, didn't, if you bothered to say if he did anything good or if he was just the worst person ever for seven years. He's not entitled to a vacation. He's not entitled to a family problem. It's so easy to point fingers. Now, listen, I get what you're saying. I said at the beginning yesterday, uh, this family issue. I'm not. You know, what? You have a family issue. You have to go somewhere. That's fine. That's. I'm not here to pass judgment because I don't know what that is. So I, I won't comment on something I, I don't know what it is. The vacation? Sure, everyone's entitled to a vacation. Um, You you know, you do have a built-in one in the school year, but when you're the leader of a school district and you're taking a vacation a week and a half after there was a shooting right outside of one of your schools and you're still trying to figure out how to get kids back into the school building. And oh, by the way, you're about to hear some statewide announcement as to whether or not you're going to have masks in the school, how, I mean, the very face of school is going to change in your district. And that's the time you say, ah, "I'm gonna get away for a little bit. I'll leave that to somebody else." <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, that is, uh, that's not the time to take a vacation. You're entitled to take a vacation if you have it. That's not the time. Uh, someone else chiming in, forcing people to live here for a set amount of time already exists. If you take advantage of that free tuition. At SUNY schools, that's right. You have to live here for, is it five years after? Words, uh, or you have to pay it back. It's basically a loan that gets wiped away if you live for five years in the state of New York. That's a little bit different, though, I, I think, than what we're talking. Because, you know, then five years, all right, you take a job, and then five years, you could still kind of go on. But for what we're talking about, we're talking about taking a job that, I mean, really has an impact on where you live. I I don't know if this is true for all public office, too. I don't know if this should be true for a lot of charity work. You know, where does it matter for you? We'll go to Mike. Mike, you're on W B E N. Uh, what's going on? What do you think about that? I mean, what positions are important to have a hometown connection for?
2: Um, yes and no.
0: Like, uh, I'm not in favor of limiting talent. So, for example, let's say that uh, you're a great math teacher, right, and you live in Chictawaga and you do desire to work in the city because who knows, maybe they pay better. So now you can't work there because you live maybe a couple streets over on Chictawaga line that you can't go into Buffalo, even though you would have done a great job for them. And as far as living um, in an area afterwards, and not so much in fear of that either, because one, now you're going to someone's freedom to go ahead and move on, and and two, again, the talent, right? Why limit talent if it's out there? And that's what I just have to say
1: about the residency requirement. Hey, uh, Mike. On uh, okay, so there is a difference, though I think, and you bring up a good example. You know, why keep out a great teacher? just because they might live 20 minutes away. But when it comes to the leader of a school district, and let's just say, you know, for the sake of it, it's not a Buffalo residency requirement. It's just a a Western New York background for this, right? Because that's all you have to look at if you're making that decision. You don't have to say, well, did you live within the boundaries of the city of Buffalo? I mean, you can just kind of have a sense. Do you know Western New York? Should that be a part of hiring a new superintendent?
0: Um, honestly, if they can do the job and they live elsewhere, no. Because, again, I'm I'm never in favor of limiting someone's talent to do the job. Now, those people are normally hired by the board. If the board can't make a decision or a good decision on hiring a person based on their talent, then I think maybe you got to look at the board.
1: Hey, hey Mike, uh, appreciate the comment. That's, uh, you know, Mike in Lancaster... I think the superintendent is different. I agree generally with what you said, Mike. But I just think this position is a little bit different. You need to know. I think you need to be invested in the area. You need to be invested in what ends up being your own success in order to really be successful. It's not quite like the teacher example, I don't think. It's a leader, and maybe it's people in leadership positions. I'm not sure. It's it's almost like, in a way, you know, coaches. You have coaches of national teams, you know, hockey or soccer or something like that. You can have. They were talking about the guy who uh, coaches Mexico right now was in talks to be the guy to you know be the coach of the U.S. team. I'm like, well, how does that work? I mean, don't you kind of have to? Really care? You know, it's like when the, the U.S. team had uh, Klinsmann, the, the, the German coach. You know, I can't really have a German coach of the national team who's, you know, all right, we can pay you a ton of money, but are you really invested? And, in, you know, how well we do? I think that way about Buffalo sometimes. You know, Sean McDermott's done a great job of, you know, really rooting himself I think, in Western New York, and Buffalo culture. But that's always a thing. You know, before him, you go through all these coaches. They come through town. Well, I mean, what do you... You don't really know us. You know, you come in here, you talk a big game. I I thought this one McDermott took the job. You know, you got to understand what it's like following this team, being a fan here. I mean, he's done a great job. (laughs) People before him didn't really... You know, they might have pretended to know Buffalo or made no effort at all. But I don't think, I think that is a, for certain jobs, you just got to know it. You got to know the area. That's just me. Hey, I'll be back tomorrow. b Beam and Beamer on wbem